Hello and welcome to Living Hope. This is Pastor Staten, and I want to welcome everybody that is joining us today. A shout out to our E family, all of you that are joining us through the internet. I want to remind you every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, you can join us live at tv.livinghopemd.com. I pray that today's message blesses you and that you enjoy the word as it is shared today. I'm so lost to be found, and I know it's in my mind. Stand still. Oh, 
Can I tell somebody God is fighting your battles for you? Can I tell somebody you've already won because God is fighting for you? Come on, the devil's already been defeated, not because you're great, but because he's great. Uh, you've already won, not because you're great, but because he's great. You just got to stand still. I don't care if it's five years, 20 years, 30 years, just stand still. The victory is coming. Stand still. The breakthrough is coming. Stand still. The healing is coming. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I feel such faith in the room right now. I want you to lift up your hands one more time all across the room. And if you need something from God, I don't care what it is. If you need physical healing from God, if you need God to move in your family right now, I want you to just begin to in faith declare that God is moving right now. And here's what I want you to do. I don't want you to worry about what God is doing because God is already moving. I just want you to determine and purpose in your spirit that I'm going to stand still. I don't care what I see on the outside, God. I'm going to stand still. I'm going to be faithful, Lord. I'm going to be constant, Lord, because you're moving right now. I'm going to be still, Lord. God, you said if I delight myself in you, you're going to give me the desires of my heart. I'm just going to stand still. Lord, if we being evil know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more should our Heavenly Father give gifts to us? We're just going to be still. We're just going to be faithful. We're just going to be in the house of the Lord. We're going to watch God move. Amen. One more time, why don't you put your hands together and give the Lord some praise in this room. Thank you so much for your response to the presence of the Lord. You may return to your seats. And as you're returning, why don't you turn to your Bibles to Psalm 73. Amen. Psalm 73, and we'll start reading. Verse number one. And I want to say what a tremendous honor it is to be back home. Amen. In Maryland. Amen. There's no place like Living Hope. I don't know if y'all realize that. There's no place like this church. What a tremendous. You ought to give God a hand clap for that. I thought I have a few people that might agree with me a little bit. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Got the. That's right. That's right, Brother James. That's on me. Amen. Um give honor to Pastor and Sister Valerie. Amen. Hate that they cannot be here. Amen. But we know that they're uh, being a great blessing in Indianapolis. And I got to see them for a little bit at the conference and uh, just hang out for a little bit. So we honor them. And uh, it's just great for my wife and I to be here. Um, 
We haven't gotten much time uh, here in the last few months, amen, but we're just so excited to be back, and it's just so cool to see what, what God is doing, amen, in the midst of uh, the church going through a pandemic last year and all the challenges that we experienced last year. It's just so cool to see so many new faces and then uh, old faces that have just grown, and you can tell just by, by being in church with some of you that there's just been such tremendous growth, and uh, God has just blessed you, blessed your families in such a great way, and uh, it is just so, so cool to see. So it's an honor to be home. Amen. This is still, y'all, now don't get it twisted, y'all. This is still home, all right? I know I don't come around as much, but all right, all right, this is still home. So good to be back home. Amen. I'm looking forward to what God's going to do today. Somebody say amen. Amen. I don't have a, a, a fancy word, amen. I, I don't have anything for you today that, uh, that, that isn't something that you uh, haven't heard before, but I do feel like the Lord woke me up this morning and, and gave me a word for, for somebody in the room today, and uh, I love the way Brother Matt Tuttle says it. He says, sometimes we like to worship when we hear something new, he says, but uh, we really should just worship when we hear something true. I ain't got to say nothing new today. All I got to do is just say God is good and I ought to make something rise up in your spirit today. God brought me out of, I know you already know that, but it's still good and it's still true. That's enough for me to praise him. That's enough for me to worship him. Amen. So I ain't going to say nothing new, but I'm going to say a lot of true things today. Amen. And I'm believing that God is going to minister to us. Psalm 73 says, truly. God is good to Israel. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is good. Even to such as are of a clean heart. This is Asaph speaking. He said, but as for me, my feet were almost... He said, I almost... I almost was gone, and my steps had well nigh slipped. Skipping down to verse 17. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I therein. I want to preach to you with the help of the Holy Ghost. I almost, I almost lost my mind. I almost gave up hope. I almost threw in the towel, but when I did, my God stepped in. I almost, but God. Can somebody put your hands together right now and give God praise in this place? Come on, I feel faith in this room right now. I feel hope in this room. Somebody that's wanted to give up, I've come to tell you it's not time to give up. It's not time to throw in the towel. God is getting ready to step in. God is getting ready to move. I almost, but my God made a way for me. Somebody clap your hands, lift up your voice, and give God some raucous praise in this place right now. Amen, 
amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You find Asaph, a great man of God. The Bible says that Asaph is a chief musician. Asaph is one of David's right-hand men. He's a Levite, and thus he is responsible for bringing the presence and the glory of God down in the tabernacle. Asaph is blessed and favored of God. He's blessed with talents. He's blessed with everything that he needs. He's blessed beyond measure. Can I tell you right now, the Bible doesn't say that Asaph is rich. As a matter of fact, the priests had everything that they need, but they weren't always the richest. But how many know you don't have to be rich to be blessed? See, some of us get it twisted. We think just because we got enough money in the bank to pay our bills, that equates blessing. And if I don't have enough money in the bank, that must mean I'm not blessed. But I've come to tell somebody, you don't have to have any money in the bank and you can still be blessed. Because if you got breath in your body, can I tell you something? You're blessed. Come on, I said if you've got the activity of your limbs, you're blessed. If you walked into this place today and your sins were forgiven and you were baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you are blessed. Don't you let the devil lie to you and tell you it's better out there. The grass is greener on the, if I had more money, I no, 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 no. You're blessed because he brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You're blessed because you're on your way to a devil's hell. But God picked you up, turned you around, and set your feet on That's the reason why I shout. That's the reason why I worship. Even when I don't know where my money's coming from. Even when I have sickness in my body, I can still stand up and say, I am. I'm blessed. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I come and when I go everywhere I go. I am blessed because my God is with me. I don't need anything else. I don't need for him to open another door. I don't need for him to do another thing. If he never does anything else for me, he's already done enough. And I can stand in the house of God, lift up holy hands, and declare I Oh, is there anybody that's blessed in this room right now? Is there anybody that can think back to where you should have been? The reason I dance is because I'm blessed. The reason I shout is because I'm blessed. Asaph is a blessed man of God. Hand. And the favor of God is on his life. But you know something? When we're in the presence of God, it has a way of clearing our minds of the lies 
and the deception of the adversary that would try to tell us that we are not blessed, that would try to tell us that God has not been good to us. It's in the presence of the Lord where we begin to have the fog lifted from our minds to realize in the midst of what I'm going through, I am blessed. That's why the Bible says you don't need to be conformed to this world, but you need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How is your mind transformed? How is it renewed? It's by being in the presence of God. It's by saying, God, through my carnal eyes, through my flesh, Lord, I don't feel real blessed right now. But when I get in your presence and I begin to feel the glory and the power of God, I begin to get grateful. I begin to get thankful because because God, I shouldn't be here. I should have been dead a long time ago. But you saved my life. You brought me out. You. Come on, is there anybody that can think back to where you should have been? But God reached down and saved you. God reached down and transformed you. And in his presence, you've been transformed. It was in the presence of the Lord. But you know, the priest, there was a moment where they went out of where the power and the glory of God was. It was in that sanctuary that the power and the glory of God is. And the truth of the matter is, we can't live all the time in the presence of the Lord. At some point, we have to go out of that prayer closet. At some point, we have to go out uh, of that place of protection and that place of comfort where the veil has been lifted off of our mind and we see things not as the world sees it, but we see things as they truly are. And in the presence of God, that's when our perception is, is right. That's when our vision is clear. It's not clear when you're in the world. Our vision, how many know when you, when you put lenses on, things look different? You ever put some shades on? What happens? Things start to look different. Now, does that mean what you're seeing is reality? No, but to you it is. If you had some shades on your head and somebody, and you forgot and somebody came up to you and said, man, it's a bright day. I said, man, it's not bright. It's dim out here. What you talking about? To you. It really is them because you have something that's changing your perception of what it really looks like. Can I tell you, that's how we all are until we come into the presence of the Lord. But when you take those shades off, those shades of sin and those shades of lust and deceit and doubt and fear, we begin to see it's not as bad as I think it is. It's not as hopeless as I think it is. I know my back is against the wall right now, but God has transformed my mind. And now I see he's still on the throne. And now I see he's still working. And now I see he's not done with my family, my school my home, my job. I am blessed. <laughs> but Asaph, at some point, has to go out of the presence of the Lord. 
And when we go out of the presence of the Lord, we have to be careful. We all have to, at some point, we can't go around walking in, in, in the heavens and walking around with our head all up in the sky. But at some point, you got to be in this world. But when you're in this world, you have to be careful. Because the Bible says at this point, things begin, begin to get a little weird for Asaph. And the Bible lets us know in Psalm chapter 73 and 3 that he began to look at everybody else. Can I tell you, that is when our perception begins to change. It's when we begin to look at everybody else, and in particular at the world, and how it seems that they're blessed, and they ain't even living for God. They're blessed, and they're not even doing right. They're blessed, and, and it seems like everything they're doing is prospering, and they haven't done one thing for God. And here I am in the house of God every single morning. I'm there for prayer. I'm there for pre-service prayer. I'm there for Sunday school. I'm there for worship, and yet here I am struggling and yet here I am with sickness in my body that I can't seem to get rid of and all of a sudden that veil that I come off in the presence of God the devil comes up to Asaph and he begins to put that veil on him again and Asaph begins to see things not as they are but Asaph begins to see things as the enemy is trying to deceive him and tell him that they are. And the Bible says that Asaph begins to look. He says, for there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men. Neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore, their pride compasses them about as a chain. Violence covereth them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than their hearts could wish. They got everything that they want and more. And here I am, and I got enough. Anybody ever said that? God, I've been serving you for 30 years, and I ain't got nothing. Oh, y'all acting like y'all the only ones. God, I didn't live for you for all this time, and I got nothing. And this heathen, my neighbor, sometimes I can't go to sleep because they acting a fool. And here they are. They got everything they need, God, and more. And I've been struggling. I've been toiling in the house of the Lord. And I, can I tell you, when we begin to compare ourselves to others, when we begin to compare ourselves amongst ourselves, can I tell you, we are in danger of slipping. Let me preach to somebody right where you are. You need to realize that you are still blessed in spite of... Don't you try to compare yourself to what they have. Don't you try to compare yourself to what they're going. You're blessed and highly favored of God. The hand of God is on your life. The purpose of God has been released into your life. And it may seem like they're prospering. It may seem like they have everything they need. But they are not as blessed as you, the child of God. Asaph says, everybody's blessed but me. Now, was that the reality? No. But Asaph got out of the presence of the Lord. See, you got to be careful when you walk out. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You come in the church, you shout your hair down, ladies, men, I don't know. Amen. 
you shout your hair down. Everybody's jumping around, shouting, acting crazy. Man, I'm blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You've done so much for me. The moment you step outside those doors, you start fighting with your spouse. Like, Lord, have mercy. What have I got? I thought I was blessed until she opened her mouth. I thought I was blessed until I realized I got four kids. Lord, have mercy. Help me, God. Soon as we get out of church, that's when the devil attacks us the most. Soon as we get our blessing from God, soon as we realize that God is still on the throne, the moment you step out, the devil comes and says, that's okay, let me just put this veil, this veil back on you real quick. And it's at that point where we are most vulnerable. It's at that point where we are the most susceptible to, to losing everything that God has for us. It is at that point where the enemy outside the presence of God begins to talk in our ears and tell us all types of lies and things that are not true. It's at that point that we begin to lose out on God. It's at that point that we begin to lose out. But can I tell you, I'm so glad glad for a God that does not look at us and judge us from where we're headed. Come on, the Bible says, but it's because of his mercy that we are not consumed. What does that mean? That means God looks at us when we're in our weakness, and he does not give up on us. God looks at us when we get out of church, and we're already losing our mind, and he doesn't throw in the towel on us. God looks at us when we've turned our back on him, and he doesn't give up. But it's at that point of that almost, that point where it feels like we're getting ready to lose it all. That, does anybody ever feel sometimes like you're getting ready to slip, like you're getting ready to crack? The pressure is so great from this world. The pressure is so great from the things that are going on. The pressure is so great in your homes and your schools. And you think, God, if something doesn't happen, I'm getting ready to lose my mind. If something doesn't, I'm almost at the point to where I'm ready to kill. In. I'm almost at the point to where I'm ready to throw my hands up in the air and never step back through those doors again. But can I tell you, at that point, you serve a God that's going to come down and Come on, somebody. Somebody's at the place of that almost right now. But can I tell you, God is getting ready to step in. God is getting ready to move. God is getting ready to show up in your life. He said, as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps that well nigh slipped, I had almost thrown in the towel. I had almost given up. I had almost thought that there was no hope for my family. But then he says, I remember something. I remember that I was not in the presence of God. I remember that I wasn't in the place where my perception was really right and clear. And the Bible says in verse 17 that he went into the sanctuary of God. Then understood I therein. 
He said, before I could not comprehend what was going on out there. I had a veil on my comprehension. I could not understand. But I, as soon as I went into the presence of God, I began to understand what was going on. Can I tell somebody in this place, you've almost given up. You've almost thrown in the towel. But God is here right now. The presence of God is here right now. The power of God is here right now. I almost gave up on my family. I almost gave up on my job. I almost gave up my salvation. I almost walked out of the doors of this church and never returned again. But I got into the presence of God and it turned my life around. But I got into the presence of God and I've never been the same. I almost, I almost, I had every intention to, I had every intention to give up. I had every intention to turn around, but God stepped into my life. God stepped into my world. God stepped into my situation and changed me. I almost, I almost, but my God. Is there anybody that can testify? I'm standing here because God caught me at my almost. I was at my lowest. Everybody gave up on me. Nobody gave me a chance. Everybody thought I was done. But God reached out and he saved me. God reached out and he delivered me. Oh, somebody worship the Lord in this place right now. Come on, the devil's tried to take some of you out, and you were almost at the point of giving up, but God's here right now. The devil didn't want you to come into the church house today because he knew the moment they stepped in, God was going to take the veil off of their eyes, and they were going to see. Bible says, Jesus, disciples are in the boat. Jesus has sent him to the other side. Bible says they begin to look out as the waves begin to rock that boat. They begin to look out. The Bible says, one of the disciples says, you see something out there? You know how it is when you see something, but you, don't, you ain't really sure. You with somebody, you're like, you see that? Disciples sitting there. Hey, Peter, you see that? Peter said, yeah. Man, that looked like a ghost. Hello out there. Hello. Peter. Disciples, it's me, Jesus. Wait, hold on. Did he say that? Is that Jesus? Man, I didn't seen Jesus do a lot of crazy things, but is he walking on water right now? Man, man, Jesus is crazy, bro. He is literally walking on top of the water. I'm not talking about calm water. It is, he's literally walking on top of waves, like stepping on waves like there's stairs or something right now. Bible says, Jesus says, Peter, Peter, come on out. Come on out of the boat, Peter. I'm trying to do something in your life. 
Come on out of the boat, Peter. I'm trying to take you to another level. Come on out of the boat, Peter. I'm trying to show you that I'm still on the throne. And the Bible says that Peter steps out onto that water. And you know the story. He begins to walk. He begins to walk. He begins to walk towards Jesus. But can I tell you where Peter got messed up? He got messed up at the point that all of us get messed up at. Peter got messed up when he began to look around. Just like Asaph did, Peter began to look around. He forgot to keep his eyes on Jesus. He forgot to keep his perception right. And Peter began to look around. And he began to see, wow, the, the waves are going all around me. Things are kind of going crazy. Things are kind of going off in my world. And all of a sudden, because Peter begins to look at what's going on around him, the Bible says at that point, when he takes his eyes off Jesus, you know the story. The Bible says Peter begins to sink beneath those waves. And can I tell you, those waves almost overtook Peter. Some of you right now, or you're in the midst of the sea, and you've taken your eyes off Jesus. And right now, you've been floundering. I'm talking to somebody right now in the Holy Ghost. You've been on life support. You're on your last leg right now. Right now because you've taken your eyes off Jesus and begin to look around at everything around you. And you begin to say, God, you're not doing anything in my life. You're not doing anything in my world. God, what's going on? I'm taking my eyes off of you because I can see trouble around me. The world is going crazy. Everybody's blessed but me. Everybody has something but me. And as you begin to take your eyes off of Jesus, as the devil comes on in with that veil like he did with Asaph, put that veil on you. Now you're sinking beneath the waves, and it would almost seem as if you're going to go under. But I come from a, with a word from God for somebody right now. The Bible says that point Peter begins to go, and he almost goes under. But right when he's about to go under, there was a hand that reached for him, grabbed him, and brought him up. Peter said, I almost drowned. I almost lost my life. I almost lost my mind. I got distracted by the world around me and I almost lost it all but my God uh, grabbed me up uh, jerked me out of my problem jerk can I tell somebody that's what God is trying to do for somebody you almost gave up you're getting ready to give up you're getting ready to throw in the towel but God's reaching God's moving God's coming for you right now come on somebody lift up your voice and give God praise Don't look at the waves around you. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't look at the problems around you. Just keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't look at the circumstances around you. Just keep your eyes on Jesus. But if you take them off for a little bit and you're almost at the place to where you're getting ready to slip, can I tell you right now there is a God 
that's in this room right now. God is in this place right now. Some of you, you've never been in a service like this before. You've never been in an atmosphere like this before. And in your spirit, your entire life, you have felt that drowning sensation. You felt that sensation of God. I, I don't know if you're even real. And you've been drowning in your doubts, drowning in your fears, drowning in your unbelief. And you're almost at the point to where you're done with God. You're almost at the point to where you're done with any Anything that has to do with God. But can I tell you right now, God is in this place. And just as he reached for Peter, he is reaching for you right now. God wants to pick you up. God wants to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. God... Come on, Living Hope, I need your help right now. Somebody's at the verge of giving up, but they've stepped into this place and God is going to fill them. Somebody's at the verge of throwing in the towel, but God has stepped into this place and he's getting ready to do a miracle. Somebody's at the point of giving up, but God is here to do a work in their life. Somebody lift up your voice, lift up your hands right now and begin to pray. Come on, all across this room, somebody begin to worship. Come on, for a few more moments right now, I want you to lift up your voice. Ayala bando lolo bosanda ayala bahato yoboko shaya. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I want the musicians to come. I'm coming to a close right now. That's it. Just lift up your voice right now and pray. Come on, God is getting ready to give fresh strength. Come on, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They're going to mount up with wings as eagles. They're going to run and not be weary. They're going to walk and not faint. God, I almost gave up, but I stayed in your presence. I almost threw in the towel. I almost lost my mind, but God, you reached for me. Amen, amen. I want you to stand all across this room right now. I haven't come with a fancy word. I haven't come with anything revelatory to say. I've just come to inspire somebody right now. You're right at the point of giving up. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is that you're facing right now. I don't know what it is that you're struggling with right now, but I know this. Somebody in this room is at the place to where they want to give up. But you don't need to let your almost destroy you. Some of us, we're living in condemnation because we know the thoughts that are swirling in our mind right now. And we think, man, a real Christian shouldn't have problems like that. A real Christian shouldn't have thoughts of giving up and throwing in the towel. And some of us, because we have a little almost 
is pushing us closer to the edge. Nobody else struggles with thoughts like this. Nobody else struggles with issues like It's just me. And we feel the weight and the condemnation of an almost. But can I encourage somebody in this place? We've all been at that place of, that, of the almost. We've all been at that place to where we're getting ready to give up on God and throw in the towel. But what we need to do right now and what we need to realize is the way that we get rid of that almost is by coming into the presence of God and lifting up holy hands. Asaph said, I almost, I almost gave up. I almost throw, threw in the towel. I almost lost my mind. I almost lost everything that I had. But the moment I stepped into the sanctuary of God, the moment I stepped into the presence of God, the moment that I truly surrendered everything to God that's when things were brought back into their proper perspective in my life and I begin to see clearly again can I tell somebody in this place right now God is wanting to give you a clear understanding of what he's trying to do in your life right now but you gotta allow yourself to be open and vulnerable in his sanctuary come on you gotta allow yourself to be open and vulnerable where the spirit and the presence of God is and when you do that when you open up yourself to God God will, get, will begin to open up your understanding I want you to come to the front right now and I want you to come with your hands lifted I want you to come if you need something from God in this room I want you to come ha. come on all across this room right now there's somebody right now you're at the place of almost giving up you're at the place of almost giving in. But you stepped into the presence of God. And in his presence there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. In the presence of the Lord there's everything that you need. In the presence of the Lord there's peace and there's joy. Come on, joy unspeakable and full of glory. In the presence of the Lord. Come on. It's time to allow God to transform our thoughts. It's time to allow for God to transform. I almost gave up. I almost threw in the towel. But God in his presence. Come on, Father. Don't give up. Come on, your kids are depending on you. Come on, Mama. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus. I'm gonna wait on you.